When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. Today is a very exciting, very special, super duper happy day and episode. I know. I'm just looking at you. You're so happy. Your smile is huge. So is yours. I know. It's very exciting. Very exciting. And do you want to tell them why? Can you guess why? I think they might be able to guess since they listen to us. Um, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary of the podcast. One whole year. It's so hard to believe that it's been a year because it's been so joyful and it's been so empowering. We have learned so much. I hope all of you have learned so much and we have so much to share today because it's really been right up there as one of the most transformational things I've ever done in my life. So thank you, Michelle, for having this vision and this dream several years ago. And it coming to fruition one year ago today. Well, thank you for jumping in with me and kind of blindly signing up for something. <laughs> well, I didn't really blindly sign up. Well, I mean, up you, I you trusted my process. Of course, I trust you completely. But it's true what they say. Time flies when you're having fun. And when I approached you about this episode that it was our one-year anniversary, you were like, wait, what? How? And it's wild to think that there's a whole year of BKB world. It really is. And when I go back and look at our episodes, because I sometimes do that, especially if I'm on an airplane, I just like to go back and see what did we, what did we talk about? What did we share? Because we're sharing not only our life experiences, but we're sharing the conversations that you and I have every day, all of our lives. So it's so cool to see all the things that we've chosen to talk about, because these are the things that we're talking about on a daily basis. So it was really, it's very heartwarming. And it it means so much to both of us that all of you are here listening. You really, really we love you so much and care about you so much. And this is our life's work to really try to help bring a sense of calm, sense of power, a sense of you know, knowing into our lives. So it's really been a blessing for all of us. And I'm excited to talk about our topic today. Yeah, it almost feels like there was no period when we didn't have this podcast. And I I do hope that in a year from now, we'll be celebrating again, the continuation of it. Yeah, so today we'll just be where our feet are today. Ah, there she is. <laughs> I had to. You there left, she is. You left the door open, sweetie. That I had I to. I sure did. We never know. I had to. So, Well, so when I was pondering, you know, because I felt a lot of pressure of what we could do on this one year anniversary of the show. Like, what, what are we going to talk about? And what came to me is I'd love to share what we've learned from having this podcast over the past year. 
um, and the lessons learned. I love starting it. a podcast. Let's go. And I said to you, marinate in that topic and get back to me on what you've learned because I have my list of what I've learned. And you came to me with quite a list. Mm-hmm. Well, I was surprised because at first she was like, Michelle, like, I know you learned stuff from this. Of course. Of course. And then it all came out. You know, it's, it kind of is the bedrock of life, isn't it? That we're here to learn. We're here to learn. Then we're here to take the experiences and the teachings and use them and grow and become the greatest version of who we are. So, we, it, you know, we were going to say this, I think, I've been thinking about this a lot ever since you mentioned this topic, and it's really what has helped me so much in doing this podcast for the past year, especially this has been a very tumultuous year for me, is that life is not a one and done. That's my new tagline, and we can use it later on in the episode as well, but life is not a one and done. Wow, she's really going off script, isn't she? No, not really. I'm thinking that, like, you know, we, we're sharing our experiences, and many of the experiences that we're sharing, all the teachings and everything you know, in some version have come up for decades. So it's really, it's really heartwarming and it's very soothing to understand that there's nothing wrong with you if you're going through the same teaching that maybe you thought you learned two years ago or a week ago or whatever it is. This is what life is for. We're here to learn and every day we learn something a little bit different and get a little bit deeper. Absolutely. So we've got... No, you've already gotten into one. <laughs> it's all good. It is. You don't all have good. to be mad at me. I'm not. A- We've compiled 15. Wow. You know, I was like, maybe wow. we can come up with five. 15. Five felt like a good number. And then, like I said, it just kept flowing out. So we've got 15 things that really were up for us in this past year with this podcast. Well, if you think about it, Michelle, we share our experiences. So I'm sure that we shared at least 15 experiences that changed our lives or that, you know, or teachings that we learned the most or that were repeat lessons that we needed to hear again. So I'm not surprised we have 15 since we have a whole year's worth of podcast recordings. So it's pretty cool. So buckle up and buckle in. It's going to be good. And my favorite one is the last one. So I guess you're going to have to listen to the whole episode to get to it. Perfect. Let's go. Let's go. Number one is from you. It is from me. Yeah. I feel like. (laughs) Do you want me to say it? No, I have it. I was just trying to think of why this was number one for me. If If you've been listening to us for the whole year, you can tell that. There have been times when the feelings were very strong and very heartfelt and very powerful. And one of the things that I have learned in doing this podcast and sharing with all of you is how important it is. And this is something that I learn often because for some reason, I guess because I'm, you know, a recovering addict or because I've had so much trauma in my life, it can be difficult for me to allow myself to feel my feelings. So my, my, probably one of my number one learnings of this pod, uh, from being part of this podcast and this beautiful family is giving myself permission and the grace to pause and just feel my feelings. I teach it all the time. I share it all the times, but I actually this year have really done it in a very powerful way. Like I've been in the middle of meetings and I've gone into the bathroom and just sat there for a few minutes and allowed my feelings to come and go as we've, you know, talked about this whole year. So 
giving self permission of grace and pause to feel the feelings and allow them to move through me instead of pushing them down or pretending like they're not there or trying to figure them out. Oh, wait a minute. You're not allowed to feel this way or you shouldn't be feeling this way. But really just saying, you know what? You are feeling this way. Feel them. And let's see what's happening here. So, And even when you went to the bathroom before we started recording, you said you had a piece that came up, up for you to add on to this because what we resist persists. And that is that whole thing of feeling the feelings and not pushing things away. I think it's really, really, really important that when we, when we try to not, when we, when we're not allowing the present moment to be okay, when we're trying to change the present moment. So we want to push it away. We want to not accept that, oh my gosh, this is what's happening for me right now. It, it gets worse. And I've seen that in my own life this whole year. Every time I've tried to pretend like I'm not feeling what I'm feeling or every time I'm trying to say, oh my gosh, this can't be happening because I'm not strong enough or I'm not ready for it. That's really the message that I'm sending myself, sending to myself. It gets worse. The thoughts get worse. The feelings get worse. So yeah, it, that, you know, many of you, I'm sure have heard that what we resist persists is a very common quote that's been out there forever, but it's actually true. Yeah. If we try to pretend like something isn't happening when it actually is, it makes our lives more miserable, more unhappy, and more difficult to manage the everyday stresses and the everyday things that are happening in our lives. True, true. Number two. So this one was from me. And so like we've discussed, this topic of having a podcast was simmering in our sphere for quite a few years. And you know, there was always a lot of questions of like, well, who's going to listen to our podcast? There's so many podcasts. What do we have to say that people want to hear? How do we, like, what will the format be? What we're, what are we going to do? Like, what's it going to be called? Are we really going to record something every single week? Like, are we going to do see, like just all the questions that you think about when you're venturing into something new, but mostly being afraid of trying something new because you don't know what's on the other side of trying something new. And, and so what I learned is just the real power of being afraid of, of trying something new and doing it anyways, because you just never know what's on the other side of fear and doubt about trying something new. Because like I said, I can't even imagine us not having a podcast at this point. But if you knew, if you were inside my brain, I don't know if it was inside your brain for all these years, it was that nagging thing in the back of my mind that was like, okay, are you going to do it? Either do it or stop thinking about it. And now here we are a year in and it's so cool to be a part of everything that has unfolded since we started this podcast. I love that, Michelle. I really, really love that because I think it's you know, we use this, I use this a lot in my own life and in my teachings, like being curious about the unknown, because one of the things I think that stops us from living our lives fully is fear of the unknown. We can be, we can, we can choose to stay in something unhappy or, or difficult because we're just too afraid to take that step into the unknown. And that's what you did with this podcast. And this has really been a vision of yours for years 
And I think what's happened is we, we are now part of a major family, a major worldwide family that we love so much and we're having so much fun. Really what is happening, it shows you what can happen when you're committed to the dreams that you have for yourself and when you're committed to things that you really love. Yeah. And look at, we're, we're really one year into doing this podcast that we really love and these recordings. So I think I'm going to just say it, be curious about the unknown. Yeah. And, and honor those like whispers of your soul that don't seem to go away. You know, some things we can be like, oh, I want to do that. And then maybe it, it kind of dims away after a while. But if there's something that's really nagging you and doesn't seem to go away, notice it and see what you can do. Because like you led into for the lesson number three that I also contributed is look at what happens when you make a commitment to your dreams um, or to those little whispers. Things can unfold in ways that you never would have thought were possible. And of course, I always had high hopes and dreams that we would have a podcast that would be mildly successful, but I never would have thought that like I would wake up when we released an episode and people were sharing, you know, what we've said on social media or getting so many messages from people all over that listened to the podcast that liked this thing that I said, or this thing that you said, or the amount of people that write in asking us to talk about all of these other topics. I, I didn't even know that that was like available to me because I was like, you know, cause I had that self doubt at first. I'm like, who's going to listen to us? And I think the lesson for me is when you make a commitment, because that was the thing too. I've always been a self, um, self-imposed commitment phobe and self-labeled commitment phobe. And that was one of the things that was like a little bit daunting to me of making a commitment. Because the thing about a podcast, if you really want it to be successful and you want people to listen, I think, let me know, listeners, is that you have to be consistent with your content. You can't just throw up an episode one day and then two months later, throw up another one and then, you know, never hear from us again. And so we had to commit to a schedule of releasing episodes that would be appealing for listeners. And at first I was like, oh God, like, how are we going to commit to this? And like, how am I going to commit my time? And how are we going to come up with stuff? Like the idea of committing was scary for me. But what I've learned from this and so many other things in my life is like commitment really isn't scary. It's just like honoring the dreams and taking action towards it and, and showing the time, your time with that dream matters. So commitments aren't scary. It's really well said, Michelle. And I think it's so important to understand that when you honor your dreams, which is what's happened for us and for you, it's joyful. It's joyful. And if you go back and listen to one of our episodes, we talked about Bronnie Ware, who is a hospice nurse. And she says the number one regret of the dying is I didn't do what I wanted to do. And so I think it's really important, as you said, Michelle, when you're listening to the whispers of the soul or you're, there's that nagging feeling, that thing that keeps coming up. Oh, I wish I could do this. I really, I really, this is one of my real important dreams or whatever that is. Listen to it and try to find one little tiny step that you can take towards, you know, committing to it and achieving it. Yeah. And like dreams don't have to be massive, you know, 
like I said in last week's episode or a couple weeks ago, um, that I wanted to dance again. Like that's a dream of mine. And it's going to happen. I know it will happen, but I think I, I I know I would be sad if for some reason I was on my deathbed tomorrow, knock on wood, (laughs) like I, I would feel a lot of remorse that I never went to one more dance class. Even if I go and I'm like, okay, I'm glad I went. I don't need to go again. I would feel upset that I never followed that dream. So they don't have to be big. You don't have to start a podcast or you do if, if that's something that you want. But like, what are those whispers of your soul? Yeah. So number four. Number four is kind of both of us. It's a big one for both of us. It is. And it's definitely something that I've really been looking at a lot this year. And I think we've talked about it on many of the episodes of this year. This idea that there will always be people committed to misunderstanding you. So not taking things personally when someone does something or disrespects you or says something, it's really not about you. And it says everything about what's happening inside of them. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. I think that is probably one of the top five comments that we get whenever we do a post or whenever we share some experience. How in the world do you not take things personally when someone is really being very disrespectful? Well, that happened to me today before we went into this podcast. Oh my gosh, it was I posted so... something on social media about, it's, it's a wild situation to me because I can, I'm like I've said in other episodes, I'm always like playing the devil's advocate. I like to see both sides. Like, and I find that in this situation, I'm like, how did this person get there? But I posted something about self-love and, you know, finding a photo of your younger self and looking at this photo to remind yourself if you're talking badly about yourself, you're talking to that younger version of yourself too. And to remember to be kind to yourself. And And have a lot of self-compassion. Yeah. And this person was like, you're a narcissist. Like I really used to support you, but clearly all you care about is making money. And, um, it would be nice if you could talk about important topics other than yourself. It was wild. I, was I like, please go to Michelle Maros on Instagram and go, okay. go read it because we don't need to give wild. it more attention than it is. But it's no, because it's we don't. It's a, it was a great post and everybody else resonated with it. But what we're talking about here is there's always going to be people committed to misunderstanding you, and this person clearly misunderstands me because if you come to me and you're like Michelle, you posted this and this really didn't sit right with me, and I'd like to chat about it, I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's talk. I'm will never feel like I'm someone that's like the authority on everything in life. I'm always just sharing from my life and my experience and what I've learned along the way. But if like someone says, Hey, you said this and it doesn't make sense with this or it contradicts this, or I don't know if it really vibes with me. Can we talk about it? Great. But it's clear that this person was committed to misunderstanding my point of this post. And I guess me in general, (laughs) I have to laugh a little bit, I guess, to be in general. It is pretty interesting. And I think you just said it beautifully. Like we, this is a perfect example. And then I can give you one more example of how it doesn't make sense for us to take things personally. And I always think of taking things personally a little bit like people pleasing. That kind of goes hand in hand a little bit for me. I want to, I want to make everyone happy. So if someone says something mean or is disrespectful, what do I have to change or what do I have to do? Or what did I do wrong? That's kind of sometimes my first knee-jerk reaction. When actually, I learned this in treatment. So my therapist in treatment, I remember she could tell that I was committed to having everyone like me. And so one day in therapy, she said to me, Barb, I think you're a people pleaser. 
And I didn't even know what the heck that was. I mean, I was 27 years old, 28 years old at the time. I didn't even know what that was. And she said, I said, hmm, what does that mean? And she said, let me just ask you a question. Do you like everyone? And mm-hmm. I said, of course not. Who likes everyone? She said, exactly. Then why do you expect everyone to like you? And I, I, I just, I was, I couldn't speak. It was like a light bulb went off in my brain. She said, that's what you're doing when you're trying to fix yourself. If someone says something about you, that's not even true. And that doesn't even matter. Or when you're trying to figure out how can I fit in here? How can I morph myself into whatever it is these people want me to be? So it's really amazing. So I said, no, I don't like everyone. So she really helped me see it's a journey. And that's what we always talk about, that life is an experience. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to become, you know, the greatest version of who we are. But this has been a powerful reminder for me that maybe it can help some of you that are listening to this. If you're struggling with how to not take it personally, it doesn't mean that your feelings aren't hurt. It doesn't mean that they've been incredibly mean. When I read that on your post, that comment, whoa, I had to take several deep breaths and say, just take a pause and say, you know what, this person clearly doesn't get the message and just wish them well and move on. And so that's pretty much when people say, how do you not take things personally when it's very offensive? It's hard. But if you can get to a place of this is really not about me, this is their situation, this is their opinion, Mm -hmm. this is the context of where they're coming from, from deep inside of themselves, and I have no clue where that's coming from, so we don't. And so why do I want to waste my energy and my time? And this doesn't refer to people that you're really, really close to. If something lands wrong with you and they're disrespectful, it doesn't mean you don't speak up. Right. It just means that you don't try to morph yourself and try to first first thing off the bat, try to figure out what's wrong with you. Absolutely. And I, I can definitely say in the past I would have taken that in and really been like, well, wait, am I a narcissist? Like what this person clearly, like I would have really taken it personally and that's been something that I'm working on. So I read it. I said my piece. And I don't, I'm not incredibly triggered by it. And you let it go. Because yeah. I know I'm not a narcissist. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to say that this is a good place to close <laughs> this. This is the perfect way to close this number. I think I can be selfish just like we all can be. But I'm not a narcissist. Look, you just you just proved the point that when someone says something disrespectful or mean or attacking of us, one of the first things we think about ourselves is, am I this? And you are the farthest thing from a narcissist. It, it, it can't even be going the same sentence. So thank you. it's really, it's really powerful. Yes. Thank you. Moving on because <laughs> we've got quite a list. Number five was from me and I really learned just how powerful shared experiences and vulnerability is in life. And especially during these times where we've all, you know, gone through difficulty these past few years. And, you know, whenever I would share something that I was going to going through that was difficult and I would feel nervous about sharing it, especially the episode about drinking all those years, uh, years, uh, episodes ago. And, anything that was vulnerable. And I would get messages back from, from you who had listened and say, Oh, I'm going through the same thing. Or thank you for sharing that because I was feeling the same way. And now I feel better about it. Like that's for me so powerful and makes all of this so worth it. And it's such a special, um, 
it's just so special to have that. And I think that so often we think that we're alone or we're alone in our experiences or nobody's going through what you're going through. And yes, we all have a unique life path. But when we can realize that many of us are going through very similar things at the same time, it it's powerful and it helps us feel better and that we can persevere. I think have, knowing that you have a connection and, and being in a public space like a podcast and being able to share and be vulnerable like you did, I had so many people come up to me and say, wow, Michelle really inspired us. Michelle is really, you know, amazing. Wow, what all she shared. So I think it is important. You and know, you too. I, I was going to say, and I, you know, I've been sharing about going through this divorce. I've had so many people, wow, I'm going through a divorce too. Or I've been there, you're not alone. So I think the idea is if you're ever feeling alone, just know. I know it's hard sometimes because especially if the feelings are really overwhelming. So nothing is easy for the most part. But if you're ever feeling alone, just maybe take a little deep breath and say, you're really not alone. There's so many people. I think there's 8 billion people on the planet. There's so many people out there probably going through the exact same thing at the exact same moment that you are. And that's what I think is so powerful about our voice and our ability to be able to be vulnerable and be able to share because we're not alone. And there are people out there that you can lend a hand to and share your experiences with or lend a hand to someone who is going through the same thing that you've been through. It works both ways and just really being open and asking and really being okay with sharing your, your personal, you know, stories or your personal experiences with people is powerful. Absolutely. But Uh I got to add mine. I'm going to go into the next one, but be careful. Just always knowing that it's really, really important. And I'm going to, it just kind of dovetailed, Michelle, just let me go with it. All right. I'm letting you go. It just kind of dovetailed there because number six, one of the things that I've like the, like the top five things that I've learned this year in this podcast in life in general is learning who you can trust and discerning who has earned your trust. And I think I've listened to Brene Brown's podcast or her, her podcast or her talk on, you know, who's earned your trust. Not everyone out there has earned your trust. So be mindful of the things that you're going to share, or the things that you want to share with people, making sure that they're your people. Discernment is everything. It really is. And just making sure that you feel comfortable and that you're not oversharing with people that haven't really earned a place at the table to hear your vulnerability. We learned that lesson big time this year. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, will I flex my discernment muscle hard for the rest of my life. But on that note, let's take a break. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. And we're back. 
So are we on one of these numbers? Yep. Well, I feel like our list has gotten a bit jumbled. That's okay, though, because life is messy and imperfect. It's the messages. But number seven is in the same vein of everything that we've been talking about. But just knowing that we are not alone and that there are people out there who want to help you or who are open to helping you, but you have to ask for it. Beautiful. Definitely. And I think that goes along with being brave and knowing, you know, it's, it's, I have to say having this platform and being able to share with everyone and feeling like we are really one big, beautiful community has made me braver has made me more courageous it, it because I know that we're not alone and I know there's so many people out there that have had similar feelings. So I think that that idea of asking for help, once you do it and you feel, you know what, I can ask for help, it, it becomes such a beautiful thing to be able to know that you have the courage to be able to say, hey, you know what, I could use your help right now. And I know, you know, I just want to say one more thing. What I've learned also, when I'm in a difficult conversation I've been using this lately as well. When I'm in a difficult conversation with someone and I don't know where to go, I don't know where to go with the next sentence. I don't know where to go with the next thing. My feelings are kind of jumbled and I'm not quite sure. Lately, I've been saying I need help. Hmm. Well, didn't a therapist tell you that a while ago? A long time ago, yes. And I just been remembering it a lot this year because I think I've been in a lot of difficult Mm -hmm. conversations this year. That if you're just not feeling like you don't know where to go in a different conversation or it's gone a little sideways. I mean, also I'll say, let's take a pause, but in particular though, maybe try this, you know, just saying I need help and allowing the other person then to share, you know, I'm not quite sure. So I need your help. Mm -hmm. It's been working really well. Yeah. Because it's that vulnerability to ask for help and going into the next one, because like I said, these are all kind of in the same vein. I feel like there's no better feeling than asking for help, knowing who your people are because your people are your people and them supporting you and helping you in a very kind, compassionate, non-judgmental way, which I think we've both experienced over these past few years of, because I'm usually someone that's like, I can do everything by myself. Like, I'll figure it out. I don't need to talk to, I mean, I talk to my therapist, but like, I don't need to talk to other people. Like I just, for whatever reason, that's been my mindset. And there's been a lot of things that have happened over these past few years that like have really forced me to go outside of myself to talk to my friends about things or just to rely on support outside of me. And again, being discerning with who to trust because I have trusted people with sensitive topics who I have felt burned by where I'm like, oh, that wasn't a safe thing to do for my mental health. But on the flip side, the feeling of sharing sensitive topics and then getting that support that you know you can trust that person, that you don't go to sleep at night saying, wow, I really shouldn't have said that. I wish I could take that back that that person's going to be there for you. That person's not going to use whatever you said against you or weaponize your vulnerability is one of the best feelings. You know, it it just came up for me, Michelle. I had, you were there too. We both had a close, close friend say to us recently, we were talking about an experience that we've had about someone very, very close to us that we thought we were friends. And we just had a close friend say, they're not your friend. 
and they're not ever going to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And just her saying that, like, I stopped dead in my tracks, actually, and I've thought about it ever since she said it a few weeks ago. And I thought it's so true. So maybe just if you're, if you're struggling with, with the idea of who can you trust, who can you not trust, or just kind of maybe sit with yourself for a second and say, is this person my friend? And maybe think about the ways that they are your friend or the ways that maybe they haven't actually shown you the kind of friendship that is necessary to be able to be vulnerable and be brave to be able to share intimate things. So I've thought about that a lot in the past couple of weeks. So that's a big one that I've learned this year in that sometimes I use the, fr- the word friend and have an expectation of friendship Mm-hmm. that isn't quite what it is. Yeah. And it's okay. It's like, it almost, you know, everything that we talk about, and and I feel like today, especially going through those things that we've learned, there, for me, the greatest thing in life is freedom. I've been talking about freedom, I think, since I was probably six years old. Freedom. And so just knowing, yes, it's it's painful. It's painful, of course, when you find out that someone actually isn't your friend or you thought that they were, but in the moment, it can feel the, the pain of it or the sadness of it and feel the feelings. But then as you, as you really sit with it for a little bit, you start to recognize it's freeing because there's a part of you deep within that knew it wasn't that way anyway. So it's almost the truth sets you free. Amen, Sister Barb. So number nine, moving right along, is really the importance of boundaries, healthy boundaries. This has been a big one for me this year. It's, it's, and I think I have to thank, I truly, truly, truly have to thank Nedra Glover Tawab. Boundary queen. And her, and her book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. If you haven't read it yet, please go get it. It's so powerful and she is so strong and committed to helping us understand what healthy boundaries are and how to set them. It's really a how-to book. That's what I loved about it so much this year. And I think in reading her book and just the experiences that I've had this year has really shown me that I had some pretty weak boundaries. And I yeah. think one of the quotes... I've been saying boundaries for like ever for you. I know. You know, I thought I didn't, but I guess I do. It's so interesting when you get the realization of what is true for yourself. That's why we say you have to have a deep connection and friendship with yourself because then you can say, okay. And when I read this quote in her book, when I read one of these sentences that I've turned into a quote... Probably, I think it's in one of my signposts on Instagram. The things you complain about the most, the things you complain about most often are teaching you where you need healthier boundaries. And as I've reflected back this year and looked at where my boundaries have been, you know, really, really willy nilly, if you want to use that word, it's so weird, where I've thought, wow, what has happened to me with boundaries? But I've noticed that when I'm complaining about something or venting about something, I really have stopped and I paused and I've asked myself, what can I change here? You know, cause I don't have power over anything in the outside world. We all know that. So what can I change here? And if we can't change the outside world or the situation, which we know, and oftentimes we can't, I have to ask myself, what does my response need to be? What do I need to do differently here? So it's been big. And thank you, Nedra, for your brilliance as a human being for one, but also this, this whole boundaries has been big for me this year. Same, 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 but different, but same. (laughs) Um, I think we're always working on boundaries because so nuanced. It's so subtle sometimes. Yeah, it is quite nuanced. And, you know, I, 
I know we did an episode on this, which is always worth a refresher, but just the reminder that boundaries aren't like walls to keep people out, but they're fences for your own mental health. There's some quote in that vein from someone. I'll look it up and put it in the notes. But that was so helpful for me because I always, the people, recovering people pleaser in me would always be like, people aren't going to like me if I set a boundary. And, but I would be exhausted by the situations and my mental health and just life in general is a lot better when I can stand up for myself. And again, having that discernment of knowing who to trust, who's not going to weaponize your boundary against you too. It's, it's very freeing to use your words. Well, I think that episode you're talking about also, we talked a lot about boundaries are, are, are not punishments. Boundaries, people that have the healthiest boundaries actually have the deepest relationships. So it's really not about punishment and pushing people away. It's about actually knowing what you need. And when you know what you need and you're taking good care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, then you're able to be there for other people. So it makes perfect sense. And I think that's the greatest teaching I've had from boundaries is that the healthier my boundaries are, the more compassionate and more loving I can be in my relationships. And especially with the one relationship that I have with myself. Yes, ma'am. So number 10, my favorite, I think this is, this lesson is something that is most often quoted back to me of things that people have really learned from you over the years. And at first I'm like, when I, when you first told me this, I was like, it didn't land for me. I'm like, I don't really get this. But after all these years, having people say, when she says this, it makes so much sense. I'm like, okay, I got to figure out. And now I figured it out. So take it away. Well, it's, it's, for me, it was everything back in 1997, 96, be where your feet are. Yeah. I went on a silent retreat with the incredible Buddhist meditation teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh. And I remember, he said it often, but I remember during one of the more powerful times that we were in meditation, we were doing a walking meditation. And the only, the only advice that he gave us you know, we didn't talk at all. And he, he spoke, but not a lot. His words were very careful and he was very short with them. The only advice he gave us as we were starting off on this mindfulness walk was be where your feet are. And it never left me all these years later because it's such a, you know, you hear about present moment awareness and be in the present moment. The present moment is all we ever have. And the idea of the present moment sometimes can be elusive or okay, be in the moment. But the idea of being where your feet are is so, I'm a very visual person. So whenever I found myself flailing in the present moment, ruminating too much about past things and worrying too much about future things, that be where your feet are would come to me instantly. Barb, be where your feet are. What's happening right now in this moment? Past is gone. Future is not even here yet. What is happening for you right now? So it has been very powerful. And why is it so powerful? Because the present moment is all we have and the present moment contains our power. It's where we have the power of choice. And as I believe strongly as human beings, the power of choice is our greatest blessing. Imagine if we didn't have a choice. It's very true. And at least for me, the concept of knowing that it, it was, you know, it's very obvious to me that I can't change anything that's happened 
from one second ago to my entire life ago. And I have no control of what's going to happen in one second to the rest of my life. In this present moment where I'm sitting and where my feet are is really where I can make choices in my mind and in the external world to to influence whatever is to come. But I cannot change the past and I cannot predict the future. But right now, I can do whatever I can do that's in alignment with who I am and what I want. Beautifully said, Michelle. And as the other last thing I want to say about be where your feet are is the visual of that. Could there be anything more powerful than visualizing your feet grounded in the earth? I mean, that is our foundation. Our foundation is our feet. And our feet, when they're in the present moment and being where we are right here, right now, we are grounded in the present moment. We're grounded into the earth. And for me, it always comes up, well, all is well right now in this moment. So yeah, it's powerful. One of the, the most common group of people that really resonate with that are the athletes that you've worked with. And that makes so much sense. I think hearing athletes resonate with that is what allowed me to to really get it because athletes and you've worked with mostly football players and basketball players like they have to be where their feet are because if they check out mentally and go somewhere else they'll drop a pass or miss a basket or get injured or get injured and that the most people who who really resonate with that have been athletes so and they're, they have to be in the present moment because that is their power to win. So let's all be athletes in life. And that moves to the next one really beautifully, Michelle, the power of the pause. Our I think we've talked about the power of the pause in almost every episode, which is why I felt like it had to be said today. I agree. I agree. I, it's helped me tremendously this year because I had someone say to me recently, it was really sweet. She said, I just want to tell you how amazing I think that you are. You have a lot of integrity. Hmm. It's That's been a, very nice to say. It was really sweet. It's, it's, it's been a difficult year. Go back and listen to some of the episodes. It's been a really difficult year. And she said to me, I just don't know if I could have had the same grace that you've been exhibiting. And I said, that's really sweet of you. I said, it, it's my practice. And I've been able to utilize the pause because I can't tell you how many times I wanted to lash out or I've wanted to just spew out all the things and all the feelings and all the stuff. And it's been the power of the pause. Wait a minute. Let me take a pause here before I speak. And it's made all the difference. I would say that there have been so many times over this past year where I wanted to do things or say things or post things or whatever that would have really like blown up my life. But I, I was so feeling a certain way in, in those moments that I was, I almost was like, F it, I'm going to do it because I, it, whatever. And my therapist always says, you know, to just take a, take a pause You know, if you want to say something, you have the power and the choice to say it, but like really go through, see that choice to the end and know what you're doing. Because once you say something or post something, you know, the internet is forever or share something or whatever, you can't take it back and you can't put the genie back in the bottle. And 
that power, that pause has been so powerful because I have maintained my ability to not blow my life up, you know, and still feel like powerful where I can say what I want to say and do what I want to do that's in an alignment and in an integrity with who I am and my truth, but not like dropping figurative bombs left and right. Well, it doesn't mean being a doormat. You're just, you're really being mindful of what you're saying that's going to be effective for you in alignment for you, as you just said, and effective, hopefully to the people or to the place or the situation that you're talking about. So, and even like with those comments that I get sometimes on, on social media, like the person we were talking about earlier who said something like my knee jerk reaction is to just like, yeah, I know, right. Something really snarky back. And I know that it's not in my best interest or anyone's best interest to do that. So I pause and think about what I'd actually want to say. Doesn't serve you or them. So next, you all know I'm a huge. This is you. Yeah, I'm a huge. This is all Barbara. (laughs) I'm a huge Maya Angelou fan. She's been one of my greatest teachers over the past almost 40 years. And, you know, I've used, I think I've used just about every quote of hers that I've been using for decades in all the episodes prior. But this one in particular has helped a lot this year. Every storm runs out of rain. So if you're going through big life changes, which I am this year, every storm runs out of rain. And I actually, it's so, I'm so excited to be here today recording this episode because I'm in a space where the rain has stopped. Hmm. It's still difficult. There are still some things, but I actually feel like I've come out the other side of the storm and I can feel like I could put the umbrella away for a little bit. So I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. So just finding, I would have to just say that one of the greatest teachings for me all these years has been finding people that, that, that light you up inside, that, that touch your heart, that speak to you and find little quotes that speak to your heart that are, that are really just tugging at you and saying, oh my gosh, that resonates with me so much and use them throughout your life. I have this written on my mirror for the past few months. Every storm runs out of rain. You hadn't shared with me that you felt like the storm was settling. Yeah. So I'm so happy to hear that. I put the umbrella away. You are the proof that that quote is true. Mm -hmm. You put the umbrella away. It still might be a little humid out, but yeah, the umbrella is not needed anymore. I I think, you know, life is, and we can talk about this as we close, but I think life is always teaching us and we just have to be patient. I, I don't think I put this in. Patience attains all things which is a St. Teresa of Avila. Yeah. And it's so true. I think, you know, the storm seemed impossible some months ago and, and quite a bit of this whole year, actually, especially in April, losing my dog Ellie of 15 years. So the storm did not seem like it was ever going to let up. I thought, wow, maybe this is the time when the storm doesn't run out of rain, but just have the patience and trust and have the faith and have the people that matter the most to you there for you is support and the storm will pass and the rain will be gone. Yes, ma'am. So the next one is also you. Happiness is choosing one thought over another. I, you know, we talk about thoughts, you know, how many times can we talk about the neural pathways in the brain and how many thoughts we think in a minute. So I guess it's both of us, but thoughts are so important. Like, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I'm working on not interrupting. That was one of the comments people said. 
about we interrupt each other sometimes, but this is what we would be like in person. I know. Truthfully. It's, it's so true. And there's no disrespect. I know as you, as my mother, some people might feel like I'm disrespecting you, but you don't feel disrespected by me. Not at all. And I think what's interesting is when you're actually listening to two people talk, it becomes more heightened. Like, oh my gosh, she's interrupting. She, when you're in a conversation with people, you don't even realize you're interrupting each other. So no, there is absolutely no disrespect. Like I'm actively working on letting you finish your thought before I jump in. But in a normal conversation, like if we're sitting on the stairs or if you're in my living room, like just know that <laughs> there would be jump ins. But I really feel, at least in my life, that the one of the most powerful things that we talk about or just like lessons that I've learned is just how powerful the thoughts in our minds actually are. And I don't feel like people really understand that to a degree that's not like woo woo and cheesy. Like I think the concept of affirmations and all of that stuff gets a bad rap because it feels very superficial and flighty. But when you look at the data about the thoughts in the mind that we've discussed, and we think about the fact that we're the only ones that live inside our minds 24-7, and that our our body, our mind is our home that we live inside, and like what kind of environment do you want to be living in? The choice of your thoughts and what you're thinking and what environment you're creating is like the most powerful thing. So if there are tools that you can use to get your mind out of a bad habit with thinking, or if there are things that you can say to yourself to remind yourself or just practices that work for you that help your thoughts not spiral. Like, I think that's like the greatest thing ever. Well, research and study with the mind over the past 20, 30, 40 years has really helped us understand the mind better, which is exactly what you're talking about, Michelle. I'll give you my greatest tip. So we talk a lot about being our own, being the scientist of our life. Like life is, an, life is a laboratory and life is an experiment. And so we are the scientists. You know, we are the bosses of our own mind. We are the creators of our own lives. We are the writers of the stories of our lives. So my greatest tip for you is every time you have a negative, especially negative self-deprecating thought, one that's putting yourself down, one that's being really hard on yourself, one that's saying you're not good enough, one that is saying whatever it is, any kind of a self-deprecating talk, but a uh, thought, but any kind of a really, really negative thought because science has shown that a negative splits a negative splits a negative and it just, you just go down the rabbit hole and we wonder why we end up in such a, you know, a sad, you know, suffering state. So every time you have a negative thought, take the pause and ask yourself, is this thought true? And 99.9% .9 of the time, your answer, if, if you really just take the pause and listen to the voice within, not the mind that's still trying to tell you how, how not good enough you are, the answer will be no, this thought is not true. So just doing that, just taking the pause on the negative thought changes everything because a negative and a positive thought cannot exist in the mind at the same time. So you taking the pause and questioning whether the thought is true is a positive thought. I mean, it's a positive thought. It's a positive action. So just do that. That would be my greatest, um, my greatest thought for you. And my greatest, my greatest tip for you is just to do that and just try it for a whole day and see what happens. You will be amazed at how often we go to the negative, which is true. We know that's true. 
and how and how much it will change your life and how it can start to transform your life and do exactly what you said, Michelle, really understanding how powerful our thoughts are. Because the power of the thoughts create the reality that we're living. Yeah. And if I, I believe if you give me a look that didn't quite sit right with me and I believe that, no, we do this no, all the time. I know, I know. We I'm walk into a room and somebody gives us a look. We think, oh my gosh, they don't like us. So if we believe every thought that comes across, we definitely are going to have a much more difficult life and we're going to be unhappy mm-hmm. more often than not. Yeah, it's true. It It's it's such a, a big one. So number 14. I don't even know if these numbers are. are they even. I got I got, you, got you. you got us. Okay, somehow. Good. good. Did they all get back to back in a row? Good. We're good. <laughs> number 14 is one that you you dived into a bit at the jump. Um, but you came you brought this to the table and I really enjoy it. And I feel like it's. It's just really powerful what you said. And what it is, is that everything that we talk about is not new. Every practice that we stand by is not new. You know, and all of the self-help, wellness, you know, mental health things like this, you hear people say, you hear, see people share online. It's not new. These concepts are not new. We can learn it and learn it and learn it. But, the, but life is, we always need reminders. And for you, what you said is the blessing is being able to share via this podcast, these lessons and these practices and like continue to learn them over and over with you all via this podcast. You know, I think where I actually, where I first learned that, well, first of all, when you're, when you're starting a path of realization and you're trying to really live your best life and you're trying to really understand who you are and have that deep relationship with yourself and do all of the things that we talk about, having the self-love and the trust and the vulnerability and all the things. It really, you have to start reading. You have to start reading and following certain people and start finding different teachers and different things along the way. And so I, I, I started, as I started following and reading and I've spent 40 years reading Reading, reading is one of the greatest, we should do an episode on, on reading for inspiration for yes. sure. And the books. People but have asked for the book. It is my favorite thing on the, in the world is to read other people's life experiences and other people's stories and the things that they've done to get themselves out of situations or the things that they've done that have brought them the most joy or the happiness. So I've read some books. There are books on my library shelf that I've read probably 30, 40 times mm-hmm. each. Because there are some books that you, every time you come to a space in life, you, you hear it a little bit differently or it's said a little bit differently, but all of the underlying foundation of all the, all the great teachings and all the great works are not new. It's just, it's just whoever is speaking about them is sharing their experiences, which is what we do on this podcast. We are sharing our experience and then I can share with you, be where your feet are. This is how it has manifested for me in my life. So I love it. What is such a great blessing, I believe, for life, and what I love so much is adopting the attitude that we are here to learn, we're here to grow, and we're then here to become the greatest version of who we already are. If we could really have that, then we, we're not so hard on ourselves. when, oh, here it is, I've got this same lesson that I thought I learned two years ago with this relationship or with this situation. Here I am kind of in the same boat. You're not in the same boat. 
you're in a little bit different boat and now you're here to learn it at a little bit different. Uh, you're here to learn it at a little bit of a deeper level. Yeah. Each chapter has a different lens. Exactly. And just understand that every time you learn something you thought you already learned five minutes ago or 10 years ago, you're learning it at a deeper level. And that's what's been the happiest joy for me. If you could put happiness and joy in the same sentence together like that. I love that because it helps me love myself more. Hmm. Helps me be a lot more forgiving and not, oh, you didn't learn this yet, Barb? Understanding we're always learning. And you're right. I jumped the gun in the very beginning. So we started with life is not one and done. And we could end with that. Well, we still have one more. But it's don't being so hard, not being so hard on yourself leads into the last one because self-compassion is the most important practice that we can give ourselves. Yes. But it continues to be for both of us one of the hardest practices to implement. I think, I think, I know you're exactly right. And it is hard. It's so hard for us to love ourselves. And it's, it's kind of an interesting dilemma, actually. Because why is that? Well, we were never taught, I think, as, a, as children. And, you know, life is always giving us reasons and reinforcing those messages that, well, today, that loving ourselves is selfish, you know, with that comment, or narcissistic. Who are you to love yourself? And for so long, I think we believed all of the people that said these things to us. And it's a groove in the brain that is going to take a lot of work to fill up and create something new. And I would just say, who are you not to love yourself? All of you out there listening, it's, I think if you can't love yourself or don't love yourself or have a hard time loving yourself, it's going to be hard to find that space to be able to have that trusted love, I think, in other relationships. For me, that's been the case for sure. So every time I've really doubted myself or really been hard or not had the compassion of the same love for myself that I have for other people, it's, it's made my life more difficult and it's made my life more unhappy for sure. So the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship you can have in life. So if anything happens in 2023, that's the most important. It would be to find a way to start little by little loving yourself completely, trusting yourself completely. And accepting yourself completely. Being your own best friend and don't and not being so hard on yourself. Thank you, Michelle, for this Wow, recap. wow, wow. Um, 15 lessons. We got through them. I was concerned that the timing wasn't going to be right with this list, but it's perfect. it was pretty perfect. So I'm proud of us. Look yeah. at us go. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for being with us for this whole year. Excited for 2023. Yes. Thank you so much for, for really being on this journey with us and listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast with loved ones and sharing, you know, your insights on social media and just really being so supportive of us in this chapter. It means so much to us. And we really appreciate and value 
your time that you spend with us every single week. You know, our time is limited. And the fact that so many of you choose to spend parts of your week with us is really special and meaningful for us. And we don't take that for granted or take it lightly because um, we know time is precious. So thank you so much. We're working on something special to celebrate the launch or not the launch. Hello. The anniversary of this podcast. So stay tuned for fun things. Let us know how you would like to celebrate this podcast. Maybe you guys have a great idea. It's a community. I love it. It's a group project. And give us your thoughts on topics. Oh, you're going I've been screenshotting lots of topics. I Don't bet. you worry. Oh, we're all set. I got it, Barbara. Anyways, thank you so much. We could spend a whole another hour thanking you all, but I think you hopefully can all feel our appreciation and gratitude. And I'm very excited. We're very excited for, you know, the next 52 episodes of a year and what we can all learn in the year ahead. Yeah. She's smiling and nodding. So she agrees. So as always, please make sure that you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. And if you haven't yet and you'd like to celebrate the year of this podcast differently, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave a glowing review that is very helpful for us and for this podcast. If you would like to stay in touch with us and send us your ideas, make sure you're following us on social media at Barb Knows Best Pod, at Peaceful Barb. And at Michelle Maros, as you know, that's always the best way to get in touch with us. And I think that's everything, right? Yeah. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for being a part of this community. We love you all. And we'll chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.